from Dragon Ball Z, and you're listening to The Peach Review. Uh, let's see, and I'm best known as the voice of Adult Gohan on Dragon Ball Z, and now Super. I was the DBZ narrator, uh, also known as Aizen on Bleach, Kiba, Naruto, Ryu and Street Fighter, Frederick of Fire Emblem series, um, Ezreal, Jarvan, and Graves, League of Legends. Uh, gosh, those are the big ones, I guess. What's your preparation for each role? Uh, I don't really have a process necessarily other than the general one that, that, that all people in, in voiceover go through in terms of anime, which is show up at the session and, you know, cold, we're a blank slate. The director tells us what's going on with the character and all that. The audition script, when we're trying out for those roles, uh, we'll usually have a picture, maybe an age, a little bit about them, just little bullet points. And as an actor, you have to make decisions about your vision. You know, it's like, oh, if I were directing, here's how I would do it. And then you submit it, and then it's up to fate whether you do that. But once you show up at the session, the director has to catch you up, give you the context of your lines and what's happening in the episode or the game or the show that you're working on. And um, then you go from there. It's kind of a collaborative process. If the if you're doing like a bit part voice, the director's just like, ah, come up with something. It's like, oh, how old is he? Oh, he's in his 20s. Okay, cool. So I'll get a higher pitch. Uh, if he's older, I'm going to do like lower, a little more gravelly, a little more torn or something like that. If it's zany and cartoony, you know, I have the most fun with that stuff. Like, Ox King, a Dragon Ball, oh boy. I could talk like that all day. And sometimes I do, and my wife wants to kill me. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I know other people have a, a very specific technique. I just know for me, I'm used to, you know, thinking on the fly. It's like, this this is the, here's what you absolutely need to know about the character. And we're off and running. What are your favorite and least favorite roles to voice? favorite i mean gohan is definitely up there because i have a career thanks to my dbz connection uh, another one's ryu and street fighter because getting to voice on an iconic franchise led to also getting to have a little cameo in wreck it ralph and um i hope disney calls me back for part two that'd be nice um kamina on Gurren Lagann has also been like super super positive and inspiring to a lot of people uh really help them through a dark time in their in their in their life and that's a, a huge perk to what I do uh, in voice acting you know you get to have fun and yeah you make a little money and you try to make a living doing this freelance career but the real perk is is knowing that you can touch someone's lives in a really positive way in a very meaningful way and I've heard a lot of uh, a lot of feedback about that show and that character and my performance on that show that's that's truly touching uh, to help people with depression to, to wonder, it's like, hey, where, where is my life leading me? Where, where should I go? And, and all that. What made you take an interest in acting? Yeah, my interest in acting was, was particularly in the voiceover field because I grew up as a really shy kid. Um, I didn't, I, I, I had stage fright, so I didn't get involved in drama or any of that. I wish, looking back, that I had, but I didn't develop the, the confidence to, to do public speaking and and to address rooms full of people and all that until I became a voiceover guy. Uh, but I, you know, uh, I guess as a kid learning about uh, Mel Blanc and the Looney Tunes cartoons, what, what uh, 
how one guy could show such diversity in, in character building with that, you know, melding of the audio with the visual elements. Uh, that, that came really early on before I was even, you know, eight or nine. How well do you feel you know Gohan? It's pretty easy. It's like breathing, brushing your teeth, you know, riding a bike. It's one of those things where when Dragon Ball Z Kai came around, Chris Sabat was directing and says, you guys have eaten and breathed and, and sleep these characters. You guys can basically direct yourself. I mean, yes, they still have a director uh, guiding and conducting the performances and everything, but generally, you know, we're left to our own devices in terms of, you know, what would Gohan do? You know, how would he say that? And we'll notice if, if the script says something that he wouldn't typically say, we'll, we'll reshape it, make it more, well, Gohan wouldn't really say this word. This is a little too formal. Maybe he's a little more laid back or something like that. And they go ahead and let us have that freedom. Not too much improv, though. You know, we, we, we do try to honor the, the Japanese script and uh, have a faithful translation and all that. How fun was it to play Sasuke Aizen? auditioning for Aizen and seeing the description of his character written as mysterious yet friendly and the first thing that popped in my head was this uh, computer program named HAL 9000 from the movie 2001 A Space Odyssey and he's like very friendly he's probably he's got a friendly voice and everything but it's like I'm sorry Dave I can't do that and he's talking to the astronauts and he shuts off the, the life support of a bunch of astronauts and they all die and he's like I'm sorry I had to and he still sounds friendly and calm and like nothing's phased him so I decided to kind of do an homage to that with Eisen's thing and luckily that worked and it turns out that that role and that very calm demeanor that low bassy almost seductive sound is what they did in the Japanese uh, version as well um, I found the voice very easy to do because, again, it's not like loud and over the top and I'm evil, you know, it's more like, oh, yes, I've got this. Sits in his pimp throne and orders, you know, it's just, it's, it's uh, you know, the cliches they say about villains are true. It's like anything as far away from me as possible is the most fun to play, you know, get, get into there and, and just not literally chew the scenery, but you know, it, it, it is, it is so much fun to get to play that end of the spectrum. Do you have any memorable experiences from cons? I have always been touched by, by people, whether they're soldiers or people who are dealing with uh, life-threatening diseases or have lost someone to, to terminal illness or golly, even ex-convicts, you know, who, who, who changed the direction of their life. Um, you know, a little soldiers, uh, all walks of life really coming to me and saying, you know, hey, this is, this is how you impacted my life. You know, you changed it. It gave me, now I teach martial arts or now I'm doing animation or now I'm trying to be a voice actor. Um, something like that. Uh, I'm always truly touched also when fans will, uh, the creativity, you know, they'll, they'll craft some, some original drawings or make little plushies or, you know, or bake a cake or whatever. I mean, unfortunately, due to, you know, health risks and, and everything, it's, it's like, I don't know, I've heard about people getting roofied by taking food from fans, so I can't really eat food or but everything, but the, the cinnamon is very, very sweet. So um, just getting out there on the con scene and interacting with fans and, and seeing 
how uh, how much they're entertained by what we're very fortunate in the industry to get to work on. Are you ready for the cell tournament? Well, as Gohan, I mean, it is my character, but Kid Gohan was actually voiced by someone else. So I'd have to use the character memory to say, mm, yes, I really thought I could win. And uh, <laughs> that was a fun story. It's kind of funny how uh, fans often say they consider Kid Gohan to be Team Gohan, but the script that I went by when I was recording when he's in high school, Ford, you know, basically say Team Gohan on the script. And in the video games, they call him Team Gohan, but it's really Kid Gohan. It's like, yeah, yeah. that is confusing, so I totally get it. And, you know, a lot of the Gohan merchandise I sign autographs on are Kid Gohan. It's like, I just remind them, it's like, well, it's, it's my character, but not the version of my character. <laughs> and they say, oh, I know. Or others are like, really? Oh. It's like, you can't tell that that's not me? <laughs> I'm going to say, I have a wide range, but I can't sound like that. But, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, um, I've, I've been following DBZ since, you know, it first started airing, so following the track that Gohan went down, and being a fan of the show first and foremost, watching him grow and train and, and yeah, ultimately defeat Cell and, and all the story arcs after that. You know, yeah, I mean, he was going and training to be, like, probably the most powerful being in the universe, and then he got gimped. <laughs> How do you feel about Gohan in Dragon Ball Super? In Super, um, I think uh, his potential is a lot closer to being realized. I'm glad that the movies, the last two movies, kind of retconned GT out of the way. Thank let's God. just rethink these things, you know. Let's not go the fanfic route. Let's, let's get Akira Toriyama deeply involved again and, and all that. So I'm I'm excited. I'm glad that he you know has, I mean he's he's not becoming the focus, nor should he. But I mean I'm glad that he's showing he's a responsible dad. But he also shows up in the tournament of power and he he, he contributes. And uh, I'm looking forward to recording that in English. Uh, we know the show's over in Japan, but uh, we're we're chugging along because you guys make it number one on Tsunami all the time. So. What is it like to record a Fire Emblem character? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I don't get record the projects usually. What I'll do is I'll get the audition script. The audition script has some different lines from different points in the story, so there's no like running continuity or context or flow. It's from different points. That's what they want to hear. They want to hear character beats. It's like, here's what Frederick would sound like when he's calm. Here he is angry. Here he is happy. Here, you know, things like that. And then that's what they'll base the decision on. Once, the, once they say, yes, Kyle, your cast, we want you to come in next week at this studio at this time, uh, then I show up and then I'm recording all the parts actually in the studio as opposed to home. And we record one actor at a time because uh, with games that are brought over from Japan, we have to match the timing of the Japanese audio. And because it's so technically oriented, it doesn't really behoove the production to, to bring everyone in at once. That's just a waste of everyone's time because they're paying you by the hour, basically. So um, I'll come in by myself. The director tells me, again, the context of the lines, what the basic plot of the story is or how it relates to my character. And we'll record three takes of each line. And then we'll do the fight sounds, the efforts, the death screams towards the end, since those are more trying on your vocal cords. And that, that process is the same for any video. But yeah, Fire Emblem in particular, yes, it's really cool to get a part of another huge franchise. Yeah, really, really awesome. 
How fun was it to voice the great Sayaman? I tell you, I have the most fun with Sayaman because he is that that the goofy side of Gohan. He's got like all sides. He's relatable to people, and that's what what really stands out to me. He's he's just innately good. He's innately strong and heroic and loyal, but he's also a big nerd, and I can relate to that. So I love channeling that. I love having fun with the Sayaman element of it. Like, oh yes, <laughs> take that, you criminal! I can put on that affected voice, like, oh yeah, nailed it. And yeah, the, the goofy thing. I've often wondered, it's like, why does he bother putting on this ruse as a, as a superhero? What, I mean, the, the, wor the world already knows about Saiyans and people flying around and all that. What's he hiding it for? I never really understood that. <laughs> what are some things you are passionate about? I am passionate about movies. Like I saw Solo last night, I thought it was a lot of fun. An unnecessary movie, but you know, no one really asked for it. But I mean, given that, given all that and all the production woes that went through it and changing directors and everything, it came out really well. It's got, it, I love the acting, I love the scenes, the, the cast is great. I love movies, I love the internet, I love technology. Uh, I haven't had time to read a lot of comics, but I am a comic guy. I go back a little further, 90s was my key time of like. Gaming Sandman stuff like that, um, but nowadays I'm interested to pick it up. You know, some of the more the Marvel stuff, like there's a new Black Panther that just came out. I'm interested to see, but he's like a he's dealing with intergalactic threats too, not just Wakanda stuff. So it's like, oh, that's cool. I want to see that that take on it. Uh, yeah, passionate about pop culture, just in general. You know, gaming. I'm a casual gamer. I'm a button masher though, so I'm not like skilled at all. And the controller, though. I can't do the PC gaming thing. can't do the mouse and the keyboard thing. I can hand me a controller. I love my PS4. I love Cuphead on Xbox. I love uh, Gears of War and Halo on Xbox, but I'm more of a PlayStation guy. So PS4 and Nintendo Switch. I'm addicted to Splatoon 2. Do you plan on playing Chris Sabat in Dragon Ball Fighter Z? Try to beat his title. Hey, if they want me to, yeah. I don't know if I'd fare much better because he actually trained for that. I don't think Sean did. But Sean took him on. I was at that event. And there were a lot of people watching, and it was on the live stream too. And you could, on demand too, I think, on the Twitch channel. But uh, yeah, that was pretty funny because I was like, well, I'm Gohan. I got, I got to support dad. But then I see Vegeta just owning. Just like, own. Like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to have to support Vegeta, even if I end up trained. It's like, dude, I know I should vote for myself here, but you're already going to win this thing. <laughs> Who is the overall best person on DBZ? I don't know. That's tough to say. <coughs> because my, my favorite character, the one that I gravitate to, gravitated towards the most at the beginning was Piccolo <laughs> but I just like his just sour judgy face look at everything and Vegeta does too with the crossed arms like oh really <laughs> you know. and Vegeta's fun too but uh, I've been more of a Piccolo guy um, gosh Gohan and Goku you know yeah they're, they're naive to a point of just complete over the top silliness and I, again I appreciate that aspect of their character the fact that they can be, you know, crazy about food. I'm a foodie. I can totally relate to that. But they're also really, really focused. I mean, once they put their mind to something, then they can say, "Well, wow, they're on it." 
All I have to do is train. Yeah, 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 all that stuff. What's it like interacting with Goten? It's a lot of fun. I know behind the scenes, this is interesting. The voice actress for Goten is Kara Edwards, who also voices Videl. We both went in at the same time and auditioned for DBZ. We both got cast. It's like, so my on-air partner from Radio Disney, Kara, gets to become my little brother and girlfriend. A, a future <laughs> wife, yeah, but in it's Z. Not it's not weird at all. Not awkward at all. But again, with anime, you're matching lip sync and everything, so you have to record one actor at a time. But, you know, if she recorded Goten's lines first, I would hear those in my headphones and be able to play off that a little more easily because typically we'll hear the Japanese performance and we have to match the timing and the mouth lip sync and all that. Even though in Japanese, it rarely matches. But we make a really concerted effort to do that on the English side. But yeah, it's cool to see brothers, especially with the with the huge age gap. Uh, that dy dynamic is one of the uh, uh, really interesting, appealing things I think about Dragon Ball in general. It's just like unlike the Simpsons or Charlie Brown, the characters stay the same age all the time; they don't grow. With Dragon Ball, they start as kids and they get older, and then they get married and they have kids, and the kids grow older, and then they get married. It's like you actually see some dynamics, and you know see their paths through life and how you know they're shaped by their upbringing and whatnot it's a really sweet sentiment to see goten and gohan's uh, bond be so strong any advice for freelance voice actors it's very human it's human to be discouraged at something that you know if you don't get called because you audition you try out you don't get cast of course it's, it's human to to be like oh man i wish i could have got cast uh, but we're in the business when, when you're an actor of any kind, when you're a freelancer of any type, you're, you're used to not a steady paycheck. You, you don't know where the next gig is. And when we record for something, we're not exclusive. We're not an employee of a company. We're contract labor. So if you come in and record and you only have, like, say, two hours worth of lines, you're basically done after that. So, yeah, you have a little more job security with something like Dragon Ball, an ongoing franchise where you're going to be coming back in, but it's rarely enough to make ends meet. So a lot of that voice actors also do day jobs or whatever. That being said, do you feel like it, it should, like it's a passion? Like it's something you're Absolutely. You're, you're driven by that. It's like your soul saying, I am meant to do this no matter what the, the stakes. You know, I'm going to get told no more often than I'm told yes. I'm gonna audition for a hundred things, but I might get cast for maybe five things, maybe on a good day. Uh, it's just kind of uh, not letting your inner voices take over saying, you're not meant to do this. I'm not cut out for this because I'm not getting cast. When you don't get cast, it's not personal. It's always about you're either what they are or not what they're looking for. It's not a personal, it's like, we don't hire him, he's stupid or he's not talented or whatever. If you have a chance to audition, You've already gotten through the first hurdle. Someone heard your demo and thought, hey, you're pretty good. I think I'd like to hear your read for this character. And if you don't get cast, it's still a good thing because you got to try out. Hopefully, they'll still have liked your audition enough to continue to have you read in the future for other things. And you can be on their short list. So there's always an upside. Like, try to look at the positive in the negative. It does take that cliche of 10 years to become an overnight success really does so if you do it for a couple of months and don't get cast and you give up yeah I mean I guess it's not meant to be but if you're interested in trying out for that or, or interested in any following any passion or any career obviously take steps towards that train hone those skills 
uh, move where the work is. In the case of voice acting for anime dubs, you know, Funimation in Texas and Dallas. Los Angeles is a hub for most voiceover work, I think. And I have tons of games on my resume and tons of cartoons are recorded there, which is really what I want to be doing because the cartoons have the whole cast to it.